Super Talk Mississippi media production. Very happy to welcome back John Hale. He covers the Kentucky Wildcats for the Lexington Herald Leader. And John, these are two teams that I think would both say their seasons have not gone the way they wanted them to. I would need a full hour to get you through Mississippi State and where it's gone wrong. (laughs) Could you possibly pinpoint, though, where you think it's gone wrong for Kentucky this year? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Even when they started 5-0, and there were plenty of reasons for concern. You know, a lot of inconsistency, especially on offense. And basically, the just last three games, they played three better teams, and they weren't able to win those games, making some of the mistakes they did against lesser competition. So I think that's the biggest part of it. Uh, the defense in particular has taken a step back against those three teams, but it's probably the three best offenses they're going to face all year. So that's you know somewhat to be expected. Uh, the good news is for the first time really all season, the passing game looked close to what they expected going into the year against Tennessee last weekend. We'll see if they can carry that forward. But that has been an area for real concern for most of the year in terms of they've had a quarter, they've had a half uh, where it looked really good, but Devin Leary was not nearly as accurate as he was billed to be coming into it. And then the receivers had been uh, pretty poor overall with drop passes and not running good routes. Uh, that finally clicked on Saturday where both of those things looked really good. Uh, so if they if they found something to build around there, uh, there's some hope that they can still salvage something out of this. But certainly uh, this is not the spot they hope to be when you start 5-0. and You mentioned Leary, 28 of 39 on Saturday against Tennessee, 372 yards, two touchdowns, far and away his best game of the season. Now he's going to play a Mississippi State defense that has just been awful this year against the pass, giving up 72% completion percentage. I mean, it seems like an obvious question, but did did that game come at the absolute best possible time for Leary? Yeah, I mean, they they had to figure that out to get this turned around. It's interesting, what, two years ago, 2021, they started 6-0 and and then they lost three in a row and they won their last three games in the regular season in the bowl game to get to 10 wins. Uh, but in that third loss, they also played Tennessee. It was, I think, 45-42. And it was the first time all year the offense had really you know, clicked completely, and, and they felt like they had something to build on, even though they lost the game. It, it feels like the vibe is very similar this week. Uh, although the run game wasn't very good against Tennessee because Tennessee just said, you know, we're going to stack the box with nine guys and make you beat us through the air. And uh, to Tennessee's credit, they still won the game, but Kentucky passing the way they did, I think, will give future opponents a little pause from trying, uh, you know, trying to duplicate that strategy. So they finally have some confidence there, and not just Leary and himself, but like a guy like Barryon Brown, who has made big plays in the past when he was like open down the field or they got in the ball on the screen in space. He made contested catches in tight coverage, which we hadn't really seen him to do. Uh, Dane Key, who struggled a lot with drops early in the season, had a huge game as a receiver. Those two sophomores really stepping up and taking that next step, uh, that's big for just the whole unit together working confidence-wise. And and frankly, if it wasn't going to happen now, it, it was fair to wonder if it was going to happen to all this season. So I guess better late than never. You know that this series has not been kind to the home team or to the road team over the past couple of decades. Kentucky's last win in Starkville was 2008. And, and overall, Stoops has just not been a great coach on the road. I know it's tough to win on the road, but his record is, is kind of a, a surprising one when you look at how successful he's been at home. Why Is there something that you can, again, pinpoint, I guess, that why Stoops and this team has been so bad on the road through the years? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it probably mostly just speaks to the talent level at Kentucky. Obviously, it's in a much better spot than it has been for most of the program's history, but they're still not – 
in that upper tier of the SEC in talent. I mean, even when you bring in top 25 recruiting classes nationally, you're like 11th in the SEC. And a lot of these, when they play good teams on the road, they just haven't been able to beat them. I mean, they've won at South Carolina several times, obviously at Vanderbilt, which barely counts. Uh, they've won at Missouri a couple times. And, you know, they've won at Florida twice, which was obviously historically something Kentucky never did. But Florida's been down. They've never won at Georgia. And they've never won a road game at an SEC West team since right. Stoops got here. Um, the Mississippi State series in that part is is the real albatross because clearly they've beaten Mississippi State at home plenty of times. And, and this series is so balanced historically. I think it's 25-25-1 all time right now. Uh, so that part of it has been confusing. But if you look at the scores that first year in 2013 when Kentucky was frankly terrible, uh, that was maybe their best chance to win in Starkville if if they had got not been offsides on a on a late onside kick and and the other ones haven't I think been fourteen or more all all final scores so um, it's just something they haven't figured out how to do I mean the cowbells are probably a factor but I don't know if it's that much different than you know the the noise level at a hundred thousand uh, you know seat Neyland Stadium or something like that where they have won uh, so uh, it's it's. It's hard to explain. Mark Stoops wasn't biting on that question at all this week because he, he doesn't want to give anybody a headline. But uh, until they figure out how to win, especially at those West, those current West teams on the road, you have to have real questions about what their success level is going to look like in the new look SEC where there's no divisions. Every week on on our podcast, we do a an offensive and a defensive player of the game prediction, but we also predict the player we call an X factor, who's just not necessarily going to pile up stats in this game, just somebody you could see making a big play, somebody who could do something that makes a difference for the team in this game. Who would that player be for Kentucky for you? Yeah, I, I think most weeks for Kentucky, that that player is Deion Walker, the defensive tackle. I mean, he's a huge guy. He's like you know six six three twenty or something crazy like that. He's a sophomore. He's probably their best NFL draft prospect. But just because of the position he plays, uh, you know, he's not going to ever put up huge numbers. But he can affect the game in so many ways, just like taking up multiple blockers and you know causing some havoc with pressures. Uh, when he plays like that, it makes it so much easier for everybody else in the defense. I mean. He's made some some big plays at times, but then uh, he had a huge penalty at Georgia, which kind of hurt the momentum early in that game. And then last week against Tennessee, missed a tackle on a on a screen pass late in the game that could have helped them get off the field and get the ball back the last time they needed. So it's not perfect by any means, but he's probably their most talented player, uh, and so they need him to play like that to to certainly win these games on the road. Five and zero start, three losses in a row, three of the final four games. Are, are relatively winnable. Mississippi State, South Carolina, of course, those games are on the road. Louisville on the road, but in an in-state rivalry, I, I never take anything for granted in those games. Obviously, the, the Alabama game is going to be tough. Can Kentucky finish this out strong if they get a win here uh, Saturday? Can they win three of their final four and, and have an eight-win season? Yeah, I mean, it just feels like this week is like the total turning point one way or the other because – I do think if they win in Starkville and kind of vanquish that demon, then you know what they've done, you know, the last couple of weeks in terms of building, finding some positives. I give them a lot of credit for the easy narrative would have been losing streak. They've just you know folded the first sign of adversity, which hasn't really been the case the last two weeks. That I think there's enough there that they rally and, and finish this strong. You know, win at South Carolina, and then they've dominated Louisville recently. Obviously, a new coaching staff, much different team than the last three years, but you can win that game too. But if they lose in Starkville, I don't think they're going to win another game. I mean, I mm -hmm. think at that point, you lose at Starkville, you 
probably almost certainly going to lose to Alabama the next week, and things will have spiraled so much that it will be difficult to go win at South Carolina when they're probably going to be playing for bowl eligibility and to beat your you know arch rival who's got all the momentum in the last game. It just feels like this week is like going to be the difference between a season you can be proud of with you know eight, nine, ten possible wins if you get to a bowl game, whatever, and a season that maybe they don't even get to a bowl at all, which would be a you know an unmitigated disaster given how it started. Wow. So you've become sort of a stalwart on this podcast for our Kentucky coverage, but next year, obviously, Mississippi State doesn't play Kentucky, and then that game, you know, nineteen ninety is the last time these two teams didn't play each other. You mentioned the series is tied twenty five all through the years. You've done this uh, this beat for a long time. Do you have a favorite memory from the Mississippi State Kentucky series that you want to share with us? Yeah, it's funny actually. We meant the last time they won in Starkville, two thousand eight. That was the very first Kentucky football game I covered. Uh, oh, I was wow. a student paper at, at UK um, as a student. Uh, we drove down to Starkville to cover the game and turned around and drove back immediately afterwards. So uh, I certainly can't do that at thirty six anymore. But uh, I will never forget that game. Just you know, it was the first one. Uh, I had written a column for the paper earlier that week about they finally needed to bench Mike Hartline and play Randall Cobb at quarterback and. Uh, and Heartline started, but Cobb came in and kind of led them to the win there, and uh, and that one will always stick with me for sure. That was a horribly boring football game. Yes, I, I really bad that. So, well, John, we'll see you when we see you, I guess, and I guess we'll see you in Starkville this Saturday, and then after that, we hope to have you back on, you know, probably in a couple years or so. So you keep chugging along, and and we'll do the same. Thanks for joining me, man. We appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks for always having me. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.